I'm Samantha Lewis, and I'm so excited to introduce our latest podcast. Today's podcast is led by Barry Render, author of the number one operations management title on the market. Today's guest is Tom Rayo, Senior Vice President of Frito-Lay U.S. Field Operations. Frito-Lay is a division of PepsiCo. Tom and Barry will be discussing operations at Frito-Lay. Samantha, thanks for the introduction. Tom, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's great to have you on the podcast. We met about 20 years ago when you used to lecture in my class at Rollins College in the MBA program every semester, and you ran the Frito-Lay plant here in Orlando. A uh, lot's changed since then. You've been with the company, what, uh, over 30 years now? Yeah, almost 34 years this year. And yeah, I remember uh, the time we spent together there. It was, uh, it was a great, great experience for me running the, the Orlando plant. And now I've, I've got the privilege of running all the field operations for the Frito-Lay U.S. business. That's 33 plants, isn't it? 33 plants now, yep. Well, you faced a lot of exciting issues over the years. I guess, um, what are the things that come to mind in terms of the big changes uh, since, you, since you joined Frito-Lay early in your career? Yeah, I'd say probably the biggest change is really on the automation front within our manufacturing and warehouse operations. You know, we've we've when I started with the company, our packaging rooms in manufacturing were all manual. So we had a person at the end of every packaging line putting bags in a box. And if you walk through one of our plants today, um, we're I'd call it ninety five percent automated. You know, every line has an auto case packer, auto palletizer tied to it, and then ultimately, uh, you know, feeds that um, into the warehouse. And we've really shifted our focus now into, in, into the same journey on the warehousing side of the business. So fully automating our warehouses with automated storage retrieval, high-rise systems, automated guided vehicles or automated forklifts, um, if you will, automated loading technology and unloading technology, so that's our that's our real focus over the next several years and, and for the future is, is uh, doing what we did in our packaging rooms or our manufacturing operations in the warehouse and our distribution center. So you know, I've also got responsibility for our 140 plus distribution centers across the country um, that, that we're looking at automated solutions for them as well, where we pick finished orders for the sales team to go direct to store. It's an amazing operation, Tom. I remember when I toured the plant here, a semi-trailer full of potatoes, which had been picked that day in North Florida, was unloaded. And by afternoon, they were made into potato chips, bagged, and shipped out the door. Uh, I don't yeah. know how you were able to do that in one day. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And, and you know, in certain times of the year, in certain locations, we can be, you know, from the field to the store shelf within 24 hours sometimes. What are some of the most exciting issues you're facing these days? Yeah, I would say um, there, there's a couple things. Um, I talked a little bit about automation and technology, right. and I'll come back to that. But probably the the biggest one has just been the growth of the business. You know, our business really boomed during the pandemic, and we were in at the beginning and or, or in the middle of a a mode of building new capacity to kind of catch up. Um, you know, we've been running at, at a pretty high utilization rate in the 95 range on a lot of our key platforms like Doritos and Lay's and Fritos and Cheetos, you know, our core brand products. So, um, you know, over the last five years, this this growth 
has been great for investment within the supply chain to support the growth of course. So we've added somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 brand new production lines across our fleet. I mean, that's the equivalent of probably building three to four new plants, but they were expansions within our existing plants uh, in order to support the growth. And we've made similar investments on the warehouse and distribution center side to, to be able to add SKU capacity and just storage capacity to be able to service the market and, and be able to, to hit the growth trajectory. So it's been a really exciting last, call it three to five years on that um, growth agenda and the investments that we've made, you know, putting brand new state-of-the-art lines in has uh, is, is just been a lot of fun for everybody and it's been exciting and we're really uh, positioned ourselves in a great spot now for future growth. So we've caught up um, meeting the current demand and we're, we're ready for growth for the future. So that's, you're that's saying, been, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. You're saying that the pandemic actually helped your company in a lot of ways. Yeah, it drove, it drove a lot of top line growth, right? There were certainly challenges. It added a lot of cost to the business and in, in terms of how we operate, how we tried to keep people safe. You know, we, we had to do, um, we did shut down some operations for periods of time as as the pandemic started and we started to see positive cases and, you know, it was new for all of us. We didn't have a playbook for it, but um, it did drive some high expenses during that time frame, but it drove the top line uh, incredibly strong. Very interesting. You know, we've been reading a lot about artificial intelligence and operations management, and it's it's sort of a new field for all of us. What's your what's your view of it in terms of AI at Frito Lay? Yeah, I mean, like like most companies, we're taking a look at the technology and what it can do for us, and you know, we're starting to um, uh, dabble a bit in it uh, from everything from how do we how do we get a better demand forecasts, you know, and and let artificial intelligence help us with that and take the human element out and let that drive supply planning within our plants and distribution centers. Um, and then all the way down to the factory floor, you know, how do we start to leverage it with some of our automated equipment to make decisions, make adjustments to equipment to optimize efficiency. So, you know, those are the things we're looking at. We don't, um, you know, I can't go into a lot of detail on, on specific partners or anything like that, but I expect that it's going to help us drive better decision-making, being able to take the human element out in many cases, as well as drive better efficiencies all the way down to the to the uh, floor, factory floor at some point. Um, what do you view as your biggest challenges right now? I mean, is, are they supply chain issues? Are they technology issues? Is it automation? What what sort of keeps you awake at night when you worry about the business? Um, I, I'd say the biggest challenge is, is labor um, right now, you know, post pandemic. And I'm sure you've heard about the great resignation and, you know, a lot of people making different decisions in terms of uh, what they wanted to do in their life and the amount of flexibility that they wanted to have. And so, um, you know, we we weren't spared from those challenges and we saw our turnover really hit kind of record levels for us. And so we've we brought in a tremendous amount of new employees into our business and we put a full effort around um, making sure that that we are viewed as the employer of choice in every one of our markets. And, you know, that's through a whole agenda that we've got. I like to call it our great place to work agenda that focuses on everything from the employee experience, uh, pay and benefits, 
uh, you know, facility condition, the environment, the technology that they get to interact with, and just the the nature of the work and the job that they do. So, you know, warehousing in particular continues to be a challenge, and it's a it's a national challenge across the industry. Is there's just a tremendous number of warehouse jobs available for the mm -hmm. amount of people that are willing uh, to go do them, and you know that spurred a bit by the pandemic as e-commerce really accelerated in that time frame, right? And it drove a lot of new warehouse jobs. So. Um, that that's one of the the things that we're spending a tremendous amount of time on. Like I said, we've we've got a full agenda focused on being the employer of choice, making it a great place to work, so that you know we can stand out against competitors in that space. And we've made some really good progress in the last year, and a little bit more work to do there. But probably one of our biggest challenges right now. Have you been impacted like so many companies were in the last couple of years with supply chain challenges? Yeah, certainly. Um, I, I would say we're in a pretty strong position right now. There's, you know, maybe a few items that that get challenged from time to time on, uh, you know, different raw materials coming into the the plants. Uh, but we certainly lived through uh, some some pretty significant challenges in 2021. Um, we had 2022 into 2023, and it smoothed out in the back half of last year. I would say. Uh, but but yeah, it's a challenge. You know, lead times on equipment for you know big big engineering projects that we're doing, new production lines going in, seem like they've become extended versus what they were in the past. And um, you know, we, raw material challenges were really more on some of our ingredient supply, but not not as much on some of our commodity items like corn and oil and potatoes. You know, it was more on on some of the other items like packaging material and seasoning where we saw some of our biggest challenges. Tom, it's been great having you here today. I still think back on when you visited my classes. And, you know, it's always interesting as a professor bringing in a guest speaker. Sometimes the students pay attention, sometimes they don't. But you did something really unusual. I don't know if you remember, you used to bring a big case of potato chips with you. <laughs> yeah. And each student, we get two or three bags of chips. And the whole yeah. time that you'd be spe speaking in my class, all I'd hear is munch, munch, munch. And yeah. everyone paid total attention to you because they were just so happy eating the Frito-Lay products you brought in. Yeah, the chips are always a big hit. <laughs> the chips a are big always hit. a big hit. It's a great business to be in. Everybody knows our brands. Uh, we got, um, you know, probably the best brands in the world, in my opinion. And uh, everybody knows who we are. It's a lot of fun. It's wonderful. You've had a great career. Thanks again for joining us today. I really enjoyed having you. Yeah, of course. Happy to do it.